And Christmas is coming really fast right now. Are you ready or are you ready enough? Hey, my name is Leon Evans, a uh, pastor from Life Central Church in Hal Zoen. And we've been thinking every day this week, not just about preparing for the celebration of Christmas and are we ready for that, but also thinking about that second coming of Jesus because the King is coming again, ready or not. And we've talked about making sure we're ready enough by making sure our heart is ready, our mind, our eyes and our ears. But we also need to make sure our mouths and our feet are ready. Nativity plays. Don't you just love them? One of my favourite nativity play stories. Little boy had to say one line. I am the light of the world. Came to the play and he froze. He'd forgotten the line, but his mother was on the front row and she mouthed the words, I am the light of the world. The little boy, feeling relieved, bellowed out, my mom is the light of the world. I think he got the story a little bit confused, but we do get that story of the first Christmas a little bit confused, don't we? And I think this, this, we need to discover again and rediscover what, what this first Christmas story is all about. Because if we're to be ready again for the second coming of Jesus, we need to understand what's happened at the first coming as well. So let's look at that Christmas story a little bit. There's angels, there's shepherds, there's the birth of a baby in a stable or in a cave. There's wise men that visit and bring gifts. We're meant to believe that this is the Son of God, the Saviour of the world. But it's almost a suspiciously perfect story. It's like a story that someone has made up to convince us of something that isn't really true. I mean, the story begins with an old couple who can't have kids. An angel appears and tells them they will, uh, and their son John will be a messenger that will prepare the way for another boy called Jesus. This was a big deal for a childless couple. It was a massive sign of being out of favour with God if you were childless. But the angel says, no, that's not the case. You're not out of favour. That's perfect. Then there's Mary, the teenager who's engaged. Again, the angel comes and says, you're highly favoured by God. I mean, how? She's only 14. Well, the favour of God has nothing to do with what you deserve. He's just chosen you. That's perfect. Then there's that first group, the people that get to see the baby or hear about the baby, the shepherds. They were outsiders in the Jewish faith. Not allowed to, you're not allowed to touch anything dead. But the shepherds are always doing that. They're the ones that gave the sheep to the religious people who were on their way to the temple. They were never invited. The angels say, you guys, you outsiders, you'll be the first to see him. Perfect. Then 1,500 miles away, Caesar Augustus, the adopted, with his adopted father, Julius Caesar, who's given the divine status. So Caesar Augustus is literally the son of a god. But the only time the world ever hears of him is a footnote in the story of Jesus. That's perfect. But isn't it too perfect? Is it suspiciously perfect, that nativity scene? Because life isn't that perfect, is it? We know life isn't perfect because of what we see in the world. And I'm recording this in November, so I don't know what's happening in December. But I do know from what I see in November, it's not a perfect world. As we see what's happening in Israel and Gaza and other parts of the world and the pain and the suffering and the death, it's so easy to look at that and think, no, God... The nativity story seems too perfect. Life isn't perfect. And we know life isn't perfect because of what we experience in our own lives. I mean, even this Christmas, it won't be perfect. You'll be preparing, trying to get everything ready for a perfect Christmas, and it won't be. There'll be 600 million unwanted Christmas gifts. One and a half million items will go on eBay on Boxing Day. One in three families will start the year in debt. 
More marriages break up. There are more reports of thefts, muggings, domestic violence over the Christmas season than any other time of the year. Doesn't sound perfect. Or perhaps your life isn't perfect. Well, neither is mine. But why is this story then so perfect? I mean, the actual classic nativity scene doesn't help because we see a baby and we see that baby that's kind of like blonde and got blue eyes, and but he was a Middle Eastern baby, so he wouldn't have been blonde with blue eyes. And then ladies, hey, who gives birth in a stable with no epidural or gas and air? You don't look like Mary does on those nativity scenes. And in this place with a newborn baby and animals, there's going to be no such thing as a silent night. So what do we do? Well, we take that story, we create an image as we get older, we confine it, some of us, to myth and to fairy tale and legend. But it's not even good fairy tale or legend because that always has a good moral point, like King Canute holding back the waves. But I want to say something to you today. What if it's true? What if the faith that many of us had as a child is actually true? What if the faith depicted here, described in the Bible, sung about in carols, is actually true? It may not have looked like that classic nativity scene, but what about if it's true? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. That old couple who thought that God was displeased with them. You are part of the all. This is good news for you. That young teenage girl that thinks that God doesn't like you. No, he favours you. He loves you. You are part of the all. Those outsiders that don't like religion or religious people. In fact, you have a deal. You'll turn up to Christmas just to keep your grand happy. But you're part of the all as well. Good news to you. You know, I want to say this story is better than perfect. This story is true. So what do we do with it? Well, it says in Isaiah 52 verse 7, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. The good news of peace and salvation. The news that the God of Israel reigns. We get ready for the second coming of the king by letting our feet and mouths carry the good news of the first coming of the king. Who in your world hasn't heard this good news? Maybe tell it to them. Let your feet do the walking and let your mouth do the talking. Tell them the good news. Could your feet be the feet that carry that good news? And could your mouth be the mouth this Christmas that tells of the good news? The king has come and the king is coming again.